You ready? Yeah. You ready for this? Wow. It's becoming quite the ritual. This thing? The tuning yeah. fork? Yeah, we need to like, uh, they make one for every chakra and every uh, energy level. Really? Yeah, you can get... You can get the full experience. This one's weighted. You can get the unweighted ones, which are more for auditory experiences. And if, if someone, I know like Athena did like hit two of them and then put them around my ears. And I was like, whoa, you can kind of enter. Oh yeah. That'll get you tuned up. A whole zone. We got to earn it. You know, yeah. you can't be, you can't be these kind of people that just come right out of the gate and have a whole fucking, like every chakra covered with the tuning forks. You just can't. It's like the rich kid in the neighborhood who, you know, everyone else is like building their bike over time and they're like, I saved up and I got these grips and I saved up and I got the pegs for the back or whatever. And then some kid who's a fucking herb just shows up, you know, totally decked out on day one, doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Like that can't be us. You know? Yeah. But it's fun to be friends with those guys. Cause it's like, damn, you got the whole set. I'm going to come over and use it. You yeah. Know? <laughs> totally. I remember I, uh, there was a kid in my neighborhood I fucking hated. Like, we, we hated each other. We would have fights. Like, physically, we would fight each other. And he got fucking Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. for the Sega Genesis. And I was like, I guess I'm going to go over to this kid's house. That's a safer way to brawl. Yeah, yeah. So I did. The one and only time I went over his house was I couldn't resist the temptation of uh, the game Mortal Kombat, <laughs> which did, was really fucking cool. Did you win? I don't remember. Probably not. Like yeah. he knew how to do all kinds of uh, he was well fatalities versed. and babalities and like all these weird fucking things you could do in that game. But you know, sometimes you got to be friends with somebody because of uh, their assets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're always friends with people because their assets. Sometimes their assets just aren't in the material realm. Yeah. And, oh, totally. And that's how I think of Gabriel, who we're gonna have it on. Oh my God. He's got a lot of assets. Yeah, he's. Uh, Rich beyond your wildest dreams, as they say. Totally. <laughs> totally. I feel like this podcast is long overdue. Mm. Um, you know, backed by popular demand for sure. But, oh, yeah. I mean, we're we're in, in constant contact with Gabriel. Yeah. But it's it, it always feels like it's almost like too potent of a dose to bring him on the podcast all the time. Totally. So I don't, totally. we thought of this idea last night, literally like late night last night. We were like, let's have Gabriel on tomorrow. Let's yeah. see if he could do it in the morning. Totally. So he's going to come through for us. In the meantime, though, um, in the Thanksgiving spirit, I want to thank everybody for supporting us on Patreon. Totally. It's been way cooler than I could have imagined. I talked shit about that fucking platform and people who used it for years. Like, there has been people trying to compel us to use that platform for years. And I'm always like, nah, it ain't me, man. I don't need people's fucking money. I don't need their charity or whatever. But it's not that. It's not that. It's like, it's a place to build community, mm. for sure. Because I feel like even though, like, we're not charging a lot. You could literally pay one cent if you want. Mm-hmm. But that little barrier to entry makes you feel invested in something. Yeah, no, there's definitely an energy exchange. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's feels like the humble beginnings of something really special. And I don't know, it's just, it's like space camp, like, but in the digital world, it's like this humble, wholesome community coming together. And it's mm-hmm. like, not like when you kind of like build it and then you realize like, oh, we just kind of built it, but it's like everyone else is to offer something to and make what they want it to be out of. So. Oh yeah, it's not all And that's about happening. Us. So it's awesome. 
yeah, we offer as much as we can, but it's not all about us for sure. Yeah, I, I'm just checking. Uh, he's on there now. Here he is. Oh, you want to start talking to Gabriel? Well, support us, patreon.com slash churchofchill. Uh, it's really cool. And if you're on there, you get access to our Discord server, which is awesome. There's a lot of art and music and good vibes being shared. And you will be the first to know if and when we're doing another space camp. Totally. I think that's incentive. Well, and also your up. Church of Chills. I mean, that's the main home for your Church of Chills, which is right now a radio show. Yeah, that is it's our music episodes. Pleasure trip every time. Oh, babe, you're the best. Such an enjoyable experience. So let's get Gabriel on the line. Let's, let's talk to this motherfucker. Ooh. Right. Okay. Oy, oy, oy. Cool. It's definitely something we could test next time before we blow out our ears. Okay. I will make that your assignment. What do you got there? Oh, hey yeah, there. Yeah, look at this guy. <laughs> Looking great. You look you. sharp, man. Uh, what can I say? I I put on human attire. <laughs> Spiritual gangster coming at you. Yeah, for sure. Well, welcome. Welcome back to the Verrier podcast, Gabriel. We miss you. Miss you too. Um. I feel like this is long overdue. I was just, we did a little intro before we connected with you, just saying how much uh, we miss talking to you on here. And who would have thought that our little trip to visit you in West Virginia and play cards for three days would have been the highlight of our year, you know? <laughs> I, I thought that was going to be the beginning. I thought we were, like, getting off the runway. And, uh, yeah, we've pretty much been inside ever since, so. Oh, I know. I laughed so much. I was so grateful. <laughs> yeah. For that whole experience. Yeah, we all needed that. We all needed to to move energy, and it was like very mysterious to me what was even going on. And when we left, I, I, to, I told you our friend Drew was like, "What the fuck is going on?" I'm like, "I don't know, man. We're opening portals. We're we're seeing what 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 happens. We're not scared." And maybe we should have been though. You know what I mean? <laughs> After how this year went down. But uh, what the, did we do? <laughs> The reason I was thinking it was really cool for us to connect now is I feel like we're heading into this, uh, this is the fourth quarter of this year. We're heading into this time of holiday and celebration and, and family time, whether we're actually able to actually connect with our families. I'm thinking about how, um, so much of who we are and so much of what you talk about often is like how we are connected through these ancestral relationships that we have. And um, a lot of that I think comes up around this time of year, you know, and navigating that territory and that water. And, um, you know, the truth is everyone's going to be safe and uh, healthy this holiday season, but a lot of people I know try to be safe and healthy so they can spend time with their family. And um, sometimes you need to go into that space a little more, protected um or supported and i thought that would be a really good reason to kind of kick off talking to you about stuff and and how to kind of enter this this new new uh new world we're in in that way if that makes sense yeah it's a lot it was i've been navigating that terrain for a long time now with uh I think of it as honoring that that person is like a cat post and they've been all clawed up and all the little claws on their post that have similarities to whatever they've inherited or the ancestral component or the miasmatic component 
or any uh, agreements that are moving through that channel or that route, right? So mm -hmm. what I mean by that is it's a concept that a naturopathic doctor taught me and an old mentor of mine is but when you move into another person's energy, you're moving into their map, you're moving into their world. And in most people's worlds, there'll be things that they're carrying, burdens that they've been through, losses that they've had. And to know that they might be a wreck in some places, but really well put together in others. And then if they say something offhanded, or if they go into one of those batteries in the collective that has a really big charge in it, like religion or politics or gender or you know there's a few ones that they say don't talk about that at thanksgiving because you'll have people now more than ever that have descended to the left or to the right right and and everyone's dealing with an aspect of their shadow right now too so like if you knowing when that person is lined up with a shadow aspect which is an angry part of them or a part of them that are in a disharmonious cogitation with a form or a function or an entity or a thought form, um, consciously or non-consciously. So being spiritually aware and being in touch with our soul and letting love be the voice of our soul and letting that truth be apparent in what we say and what we do, that being that reflection in yourself can allow other people to come into their true alignment with their own voice in a world full of people whose voices seem to be riddled with the haves and have-nots or what they see transpiring in the world. And so until we see a lot more come down the pipe of that we are co-creating, that we're working to get in alignment with unity, and then with unity, with uh, the God, a God, I am God, I honor that we create together as an emanation and it reminds me of a conversation I had with Daniel earlier about how star seeds and people that are here on the planet, our soul in the vessel that we are in, made in the image of God, is crafting a piece of crystal for future generations. And the crystal of our ancestors may have been broken or busted up or covered in heaviness. And so we come in and with our power of our soul, we sit there and we work that peace and we work that love and we go through our experiences. And then when we leave this body, this beautiful, you have what's left over is like the karma of that life and that lifetime and that humanity and the hurt and the loss and the life and the love and everything that comes along with it. And what we do with that, how we reflect that out in the world, how we let ourselves be vulnerable is the way that we can free ourselves from oppression and bigotry and the anger and the consistent onslaught of just fear everywhere being pandered. So uh, I know I kind of like went on a little thing there, but I really look at it as, oh, I've, it's so gentle and fragile and vulnerable being here and feeling and seeing what everyone's going through. And to look at that and know that you have that you have the opportunity to just sit in your alignment with that one thing, your ability to love is beautiful. So if it were, you're in a room full of people and you don't feel the love, and you feel a disharmonious vibration, or you feel something that's sticky or malevolent, or if somebody is carrying uh, an entity or something heavy in their spiritual house, looking and knowing where they have that, and still being able to carry the truth of the, light, the living light of the codex of all that is and all that ever will be, when we're done and gone, my kids' kids, the thing that'll be left over for them, they'll either will see 
that little crystal and all of us all over the world and everywhere are working our one little piece. And when it's all said and done, there's going to be this blanket of high frequency and vibration of collective consciousness that everybody is going to see and feel and know. And they won't fall into the void and they won't fall into all the stuff that's down there to fall into. And there is a plenty of it. Right. And so then we'll be able to lift everything up that way. And that starts with the, the unification principle and looking at and seeing, well, what's going on in my world and how am I potentially lighting up that other person's world? Because when you are in that phase alignment with unity, some people are driving and pulling away from that. It can be uncomfortable to feel that much light. But when you've been that far in the darkness and the shadows and you have just this, these memories, these memoric memorialized memories that are built up in sequential layers and that's people's heaviness and the memories of your ancestors you carry and wear those cellularly and and they will grow into your being and they'll corporalize and it manifests out as as a disease it manifests out as depression it manifests out as have and have not and wherever you are in that when you see someone in that the thing that mark always taught me about was Man, before you go into another person's map of wounding or you go into their space, honor that they have all that happening and, and attempt to at least create a choice point when you move into that space or into that person's world and then do an assessment of like what's going on with their life. Like how like what's and then ask them like that, like how's your life, right? I kind of look at it as and that's a great question because if you can really sit for back for a moment and let someone come to you with that information. As someone that does counseling and the energy medicine and listens to a lot of information, and I have heard a lot of stories out there, you get to the point where it's like, oh, you, people's lives, there's always something going on every single time. And to be able to express that into a safe medium without the, the, the little grabby words and nomenclatures that society and the world in general has us adhering to and then we get stuck in those and then we appropriate value and meaning and belief in it and then we run narratives through that belief and then we narrate the words and the stories and the mythology and the dogma and then these egregores get built and then now we have all this spiritual weirdness floating around and then and then you know and i'm like okay it's saturday let's 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 take them to church. Let's talk. Let's be love. Let's be unity. Right. And so from my perspective, that's what it should probably look like. And I could go into more detail than that. But the thing is, at, uh, at a family gathering, if your sticky matches your family members sticky or heaviness. And if you know what I mean by that, some people don't feel or see the energies, but most people will know the sticky because you'll feel the like the it'll lock up when someone goes into those systems or those forms or those batteries. They'll you know so there's ways to be able to navigate it. But uh, for me, I practice a do not engage type of tone, right? I will I will let. I mean I don't like to say it like this, but I'll I'll let things that are foolish be foolish, you know. Like that's kind of just uh, I and that's been hard for me because as I'm sure this is a shocker for you. I tend to be a talker, and I can jump to the next very heavily. And so, for me to be able to just step back and allow that person to have their expression 
and not engage in going down into whatever they're pulling themselves down into. That stuff's not helping right now. And in an effort to try to stay away from whatever that discord might be, for me, I'm like, I mean, you look out in the world, I think all we have left is up from here, right? Mm -hmm. So does that help? I know I touched in a few topics, but when I got that, I was like, okay, I'm going into a person's hurt. Like I'm going into a family dynamic and, and there's going to be tables that are empty with people that have died from something that some people don't even believe in anymore or don't understand. And that's big deal. And you look at that empty table or like for me, like you look at the, your dog bed and the, there's no dog in it anymore. And you have a tough time even trying to think about what you're going to do with that dog bed. Right. And you can't go touch it because it reminds you of something painful. And so you do something to to project out and away from that. And for me, I like, I'll go and eat mulberries, you know, instead of like drinking a case of beer, which is what I'd rather do. Right. So finding healthy ways of, of coping and dealing with and being with people in that consciousness. So you can continue to protect your heart, your soul, your consciousness. That's the key. And Placing a good intention and putting choice points in place and working the dinner before you go is another thing I'll do. If I know I'm going to be somewhere, I'll spend a few minutes every day feeling into that experience, like looking into that table and looking to see what I feel like while I'm there. And I'll attempt to put in some boundaries. I'll have some conversations with myself about if something comes up for me, what am I going to do with it? How can I not barf this into the space? How can I hold the living light of love in truth for the people that may not be able to do it for themselves. And regardless of the creed, the dogma or whatever you believe in, you know, love is love is love. Right. And so how do you hold love in a room full of people that are needing to be jagged and sticky and the weirdness, you know? So there you go. Yeah. I, hope that, I, I, that's feel what like, I, do. I feel like it's, uh, it's, it's gotta be consensual. Like it's something like when, when you're saying, when you're talking about all this and maybe people that are in darkness, that's all it is, it's negativity, it's trauma, it's all that stuff. It's keeping them in darkness. And, uh, you know, I, I know for us, if, if we're physically going to turn on a light in a room when it's been dark for a while, we warn the person, we say striking, you know, you don't want to come in with just fucking and, and just go turn in on the lights on somebody and expect them to be able to adjust to that quickly without a little bit of pain and frustration. So because uh, I think a lot of people are attached to it. They're attached to their victimhood. They're attached to their traumas. They're attached to the things that are keeping them in the dark and they've gotten comfortable there somehow. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I hear what you're saying. And also like the non-engagement part is so hard to put into practice. You really, there's no faking that. There's no faking that, that non-engagement that, um, what do they call it? Gray rocking mm. where you're just, where you're just like, I I'm not going to engage, but I will be a sacred mirror to you. And what you got going on is the best thing you could do for somebody who is, is maybe spiraling. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. <laughs> not as well said as you but you know <laughs> i'm feeling what you're saying man well, all right yeah please I, what i mean what have you been feeling i mean you, i know you're always talking to people have you been kind of feeling a uh, collective energy about what's going on or where people are at or you know given what's happening in the stars and everything um yeah what the fuck's gonna what, happen what is going on right now what are you feeling <laughs>
Uh, I feel a lot of things reaching, coming into a crescendo. December 21st, the age of Aquarius is in a full alignment. And what you're seeing happening right now is a movement into that opening. And so there's a lot of things that have had a, a capstone placed on top of them made of a very dark energy. And so you have things that are moving that, and you're, they're going to see this stuff start to dissolve. So that is happening at a grander macro scale. On a micro scale, you're seeing a lot of things that are being manifested as a emanation of a of a of a bigger collective wounding of trauma on a grand scale on a cosmic scale with the history that you're not told about with the the holidays that are celebrated without question that have to do with something that i mean there's a lot that i could say about the holidays that people love but when you go and you sit down and you consume a dead animal it's blood ritual sacrifice yeah and if you just think about that for a second and i i get it i like eating duck every now and then back in the day but if you think around sitting around a table with a carcass in front of you and then you hold hands around that and you pray in that moment then that's say it's a bond it's a contract it's a covenant and something that's been coming up for me lately is looking at the unspoken contracts that we have entered into by using a system that is labeled with this overman figure. And, and that's just been what I've been doing on this in the back of my mind. Now, the people that I've been reaching out to me that I've talked to lately are really rattled about what's going on and what they're feeling and are integrating a lot. So I'd say everyone's integrating pieces and parts and aspects of what they're ready to take on. And to the extent that they are able and available and have the emotional and mental health and aptitude to wake up into seeing and feeling what's really going on in the world and the systems at place. And to be able to look at it and objectively not interface with the consciousness and the energy that is floating around everywhere. So I do a, a good bit of that. I'll have, I'll have days where my own personal process will be really gnarly and I'll be doing grid work or I'll be doing bigger picture work. And then I'll have other days like yesterday where it was nonstop from 7.30 in the morning, like right up until five o'clock. And, you know, people that are in fights over the title and ownership of their home and banks have brought this ownership and they're 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 losing their houses and like everyone seems to be grabbing on this physical tangible thing that lends them this sense of safety and then you have people that are in a relationship with a uh, a spiritual teaching or a tool or a modality or a grouping or a wording and then they're looking to find a foothold or a voice in the midst of a bunch of people that have a lot to say and that's kind of what comes through what I hear to share. And in that moment, what we do now is really important. How we portray ourselves to the, the, the kids. I just think about what would it be like being seven years old and dealing with this, you know, 
Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine yeah. being that young and like, yeah, cover your face and take this vaccine that's been brought to the market in three mo- three months or four? You know, so it's 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 funny because I think when we talk about ancestry, at least for me, it always seem it's always something of the past. It's something that's already happened. I'm like at the tip of it, and but our ancestors are people that haven't even come here yet. You know, I think about these seven years year olds, like they're going to be creating new lines of our ancestry as things go on, and how we treat them during this very precarious time is going to inform how they're able to, like you're saying, crystallize their spirit a little bit. So uh, mm-hmm. I think that there's, uh, it's like ancestral healing really starts with you. It's just, it, it's you healing yourself because if time's an illusion, if you're healing yourself, how are you not healing your great grandparents? How are you not he- hearing, healing your great grandchildren? You know, you're, it's, it's all the same thing. So I, th- I think it's a real, it, it's, it's some of the most beautiful work that often gets ignored um, in lieu of, you know, beautification and self-help and all these things that make our time here in the material world a little easier. Touche. Uh, I've been, uh, I've been thinking about this a lot, kind of, you know, it's so easy to feel like, wow, I'm doing so great and forget like all the blockages that got cleared to get me to this place of feeling, um, like, to not make it sound Scientology, but like clearer, you know what I mean? I, I feel, and when I'm in relating with someone else, I can see maybe now, I don't really have the language for it, but I've done enough work where I'm like, oh, there might be a root chakra block or this block or a block in the heart or some grief or like the things that you're talking about or that I pick up from conversing with people like yourself and have gotten all along the way with this podcast. But it's like kind of leaving me at this place where I recognize how much work that I that ends up happening on the path and and do you feel like for people it's just something that they naturally kind of like it finds you you know when it's ready to be that that blockage is ready to be cleared or is it something that we can help each other with the clearing I mean I know you help people with clearing but like I'm a layman you know if I see a friend and I'm like oh it seems like you're scared or insecure like how do you be there for someone and hold space for them but also kind of like offer pathways to healing like so many people have done for me you say striking and then you <laughs> turn the love light on on the dimmer switch yeah <laughs> <laughs> wow that is a great question i felt like i wanted to take a moment and express uh some vulnerability Please. i feel like that will help i love you you are loved I feel scared and I feel alone and I feel like I don't know what to trust or who to trust. And I'm saying that because I felt somebody's higher self listening to this when they do. And we wanted to say to you that you in the shape you are currently in are whole, are cared for, are that which you speak to yourself and through your heart. So the way we introduce people to deeper waters, the way we let ourselves be fragile, to be seen, I think that that sometimes speaks very loudly. And then 
asking for the fear. That's what I hear. So when you, and you said it very well, a lot of people will have a lot of things hung up around fear. What are you afraid of? It's a good start to a spiritual conversation, which is a consciousness conversation, which is a seeing to your soul conversation. What your mind thinks about, what's in your mind, what's in your head, what you take in from the NBC, ABC, CNN, everything that you see, your soul is tracking right along with that. It's whatever your eyes behold. And so having a calm, loving, nurturing, uplifting conversation with a person in an effort to bring some continuity into their reality assume that most people are drowning and they don't have context for where they are they're waking up in a filled plane of trauma and lack of individuality so what i what i sometimes will do is like i'll just sit and be with that person if whatever it is that they are going through and i will look for i'll look for an opportunity to have the honor to go in and be of service to them, to have them share something they have had trouble talking about. And then I just will very, and I'll very candidly do the best that I can to be so raw in my authenticity so that I can embody a, a more powerful form of the masculine for our women for those that are going through those 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 patternings and those pains so that, there's a there's an art form to it but i think if you bring if you bring the real people will heal that's kind of what i hear i i've uh, definitely noticed this in my own life cuz people always ask us from the documentaries like how do you get people to be like that how do you uh, what what is it what's the trick what's the shortcut how are you getting people that you've known for 5 minutes to open up on camera like that and it's like it's exactly what you're saying i'm bringing a raw authenticity that really i've just trained myself that's like kind of my only gear so when someone gets around me even if i've only known them for a few minutes if i'm in that if i'm in alignment with that they feel that a space uh, for vulnerability has been opened up and maybe mm. they're going to be a little bit, you know, like tiptoeing around it. Like, I don't know if I fully want to go in there, but we've noticed it a lot lately. Um, like what you're saying, assuming someone is drowning and someone will come over here and we're hanging out and we're doing the like, you know, in this voice where you're a little higher and you're just keeping everything on the surface and up here. And then somebody will give you a little bit of clue into the fact that they're drowning and they're almost uh, immediately apologetic about it. Like, I don't want to bring you into this. I don't want to lay this on you. I don't want to trauma vomit or whatever you want to call it. And we're always the opposite. We're like, no, this is the gold. This is what our friendship's about. This is what it can be. And we've literally seen people, and we're no experts like yourself. We're not even doing anything except just talking and listening. And seeing somebody's whole like aura change over the course of a night because stories that were looping around in their head and that they were buying into more and more, they said out loud and they said to two people who aren't invested in those stories and they start to melt away and you see the person just there, they just start to lift up a little bit and it's such a beautiful thing to bear witness to. It's a beautiful thing to get to make our living doing in film is, you know, that, that challenge of like, oh, 
what's going to be the key to this person's vulnerability? How am I going to get it? How am I going to get them to open up around me? Because that that's 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 what I crave. That's how uh, they're turning the light on for me, even though they might feel like they're in the darkness themselves. I'll have to be honest. I I feel like I hold really good space for a lot of people, but there are some times when I lose patience because I have like (laughs) done the dance with them, heard their stories. And I'm like, it's almost triggering to me as someone who has been lost myself, you know, lost in the sauce, confused, thinking, you know, something bad's happening that I almost like get to this place where I'm like, you know, I, I give them everything I got. And then I'm like, all right, jump in the deep end with me. Yeah, you know okay. what I mean? Yeah. Like- you see Cass <laughs> turn from like this sweet thing to like a spiritual drill sergeant. And she's like, you just got to break up with this motherfucker or whatever no, 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 it is. It's not, even like, it's not even like that. It's just like I like and that's kind of almost like why I'm coming to you and just being vulnerable with that is because like I I can feel that there's like a blockage in me that I, I that I'm like, yo, the only way that I fucking stopped my shit. Well, part of the way, I mean, like you've helped me, other people have helped me, so many people have helped me clear shit up. But part of it is just like getting sick of my own bullshit and like sick of the story. And it's almost like other people can't do that work for you. They can maybe grease the wheels, but like you yourself have to take agency in actually believing that you're safe, actually knowing that you're safe. Like I can't, nothing I can say can do that work for you. Like you have to do some of the work yourself to know that like coming back to your breath, you know, that in that there is no deeper truth in thinking more about things. You know what I mean? (laughs) And so I'm like, I want to get you off the like thought train because I know how destructive it's been for me. And there's a point where you just sort of like, there's like a justification that people can do over and over, over again for justifying their thought train or why they know things are bad or justifying their victimhood. And, and it's such a convincing story all the time for them. They think it's such a convincing story. So how do you like maintain your patience and heart and love when maybe you see someone in a, in a cycle that maybe you feel like you've given it all that you can and, and it's not breaking. There's a cycle that's not breaking. And is there a point where you're like, oh, this person is consenting to this reality. This is actually what, where they want to be. And, and who am I to pull them out of it? And who am I to pull them out of it? <laughs> I, oh, the, that conversation is about the, the virus known as the negative ego. Mm. And the negative ego is formed in victim and victimization in a world that is riddled with male patriarchic tyranny right now in our leaders, in our governing ways. And here's why I bring that up. If you can find out where somebody has punished themselves or they're acting out punishment within some form of victimization, you can very slowly model for them or say to them or teach them about the fact that the lower form of human is very much the negative ego scripting of the flesh and the want and the desire and the 50 shades of whatever, beat me, smack me, hurt me, love me, punish me, daddy, right? And this is not cosmic divinity. And this is a chase of immortality. And we're in a we're in a letting go and a releasing, moving into the eternal grace of allowing our souls to evolve our human vessel. And so when you have a person that comes to you and they have a story and they're in that story, knowing to knowing how to to educate them about 
where they are with whatever might have happened in the scripting within their negative ego and then doing the harder question, which is, okay, what part of me is in alignment with this person I'm in this conversation with right now? Mm-hmm. And as a, as a healer, as, as you like be authentic with yourself and be like, oh, did that, that person might have just became my mommy right there and I might need <laughs> to sit with that for a minute, right? And it got weird. So you have to be real and like and and hold the love in that place where that person needs to feel that love. That's what being a healer is about. I don't even like that term because if you have people coming to you with the heaviness and they've had something happen that's put a cap on top of those lower three uh, chakras, they're blowing up in on themselves and their heart, the crystal in the heart is very fragile. The heart breaks and then all of those pieces get pulled into these memory channels in those lower caustic parts of the body. So when you know that when you're sitting with someone, their Saturn rings of time around them will be poisoned and polluted with trauma, school, education, money, and all the little pretty fucking things in the mall, excuse my friends, that they can't <laughs> afford or whatever, right? So, so when you're in alignment with that person, look where those rings are, you know? Know that they're crying teardrops of Jupiter. You know, know that they're in that fiery race and that some people can't manifest. And some people, I talked to someone three days ago and she hadn't cried in like months, years. And I was just in there true, just having conversations with her about uh, blood covenants, about how to release the bond of any blood contract covenant from your DNA, RNA, chromosome at a mitochondria level. And I'm like, talk to your DNA. Like get to know yourself cellularly, know yourself, and then look at where you are with that person. So when when that when any situation comes up, I'm real quick to do an assessment of where I am and can I move this up? People want to pull you into the into that story so that they can find out the archetype that they're going to match up with you in victim victimization. And until we find a true unified form to get everybody simple, simple, basic needs so people feel safe, so they don't have to be worried about the big sharks in the world, and there are a plenty, then you're going to have people that are in that rat race. And people need to emote, and they need to rage, and they need to talk. I have, and I was just talking about this earlier, I will go to great lengths to make sure that I get the part of the story that I need to work with. And then through humor or being able to move the energy, I will take the pattern and the consciousness and I'll look to get it into unity. I'll look to get it into a place where I can start to work it. So I will look to see what's happening between me and the person. And then I'll look at it from a very real place of do I remember what it was like being in that form, being asleep in that, which part of that person doesn't have a basic need met? You know, I mean, people I know that don't have a parent that will actually listen to them and without judging them or try to drag them into church to be, you know, what, what have you. Oh, bless you this and bless you, my child. And it's all right there in front of you. And so bringing it all up into a place where you can work the information, I think would probably be the way to go. Because if you're rolling deep and you're holding space for people, you can only do so much of that as a healer. You'll get worn out. You'll get, you'll get the spiritual bends from going down too far and coming up too fast. Right. 
And so being able to have knowing how far to go before you get distorted into their time trauma, I call it time trauma, because having a human vessel means you have the ability to experience time. And as you are co-creating with another person, you're making time in 3D. And it, the higher self and up in those higher dimensions and octaves, it's very different, the experience of time, okay? So when you're looking at that person, the way they created time with the person in their life or their parent figure or their ex whoever or whatever thing that they learned or whatever tool that they used, that's how they need to interface with you to co-create with. And so the tool that you can bring into the space is, okay, I have this beautiful vessel that has free will. And if I want to go in and take that piece of crystal and rip it up or cover it in dookie or dip it down into the NAR or feed it to whatever entity, go into a contract, that's what free will is. And that's what makes this so hard right now is because we see our star seeds and our fellow brethren. And there it comes, right? The truth of love and light in me honors the truth and love and light in you. And there is a and there is a certain there's a truth to that. And how we hold that truth is the way that we become self-evident in how we proclaim our freedom within our relationships with one another, and then how we proclaim the truth of the living light of free, which is different than free dom. Right? And we don't have to be united under a concept of God or a scripting of God. Like we are free in the way we express how we're going to create together. And, and I just wanted to touch on that because I just see so much rattled right now. And people's cages are rattled and they don't want to be in the negative ego. And they don't want to have to find validation through their physical body or their prowess or the bedroom or the number in their bank account or their ability to bring people true into their emotions to be able to capture that moment. It's all healing and it's all the organic living light is in there somewhere. So I'm always chasing that. And if there's anything that's not organic or it's been generated by a false precept or a dogma or something that sounds like, here's something to reach for, dangling carrots. That's what oftentimes is happening in the world. And that's what I'll see happening. And as a parent, it was like, okay, well, here's the carrot. If you go do this, then here's your allowance. Or if you go get this degree, then you'll have the fancy home and you'll have this and that. And I don't know about you, but I am so tired of the dangling and the wondering and attempting to figure out my place in it all. It's like, where do you go from there? So, I mean, I have, a, I have such a loving endearment for the fact that people are coming to you and there's a certain amount of frustration with it. And I feel like I jumped around in a couple of different facets there. But the one thing I know is free will allows people to distort. And when they come in and they're distorted, there's a, there's a refractory window where the light is slowing down and their DNA isn't opening up the way that it should. And the light receivers that are in them for whatever reason, aren't picking up on the signal that is dun, 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 love you. And so I'm like, okay, well, what, what's up with you? Who taught you that love is not the way to go? And then I'll look at that and then I'll be so raw with it. And that's why like, I love these conversations because it allows me to do the best I can to, to stand up here and say, I, you know, I'm like, I'm like all of you guys. I'm just trying to figure out how deep in I'm going to go. And who I'm going to do it with.
because I'll do that too. I'll make hard decisions about should I go to this dinner. Mm. Yeah, man. We we feel that for sure. I mean, uh, it's it's crazy. And tell me if this resonates because this is something that just popped into my head yesterday, and uh, mm-hmm. it felt really true. You know, my my sister Caitlin has epilepsy, and I it, you know it just f- I, I find it hard to believe that it just has to do with her immune system um, on this pass through. So what I started tapping into yesterday, I was like. Caitlin is uh, like it's it's what you're saying that our 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 family's ancestry our collective heart was shattered so long ago and I've and when I've smoked DMT I've tapped into that exact moment when it's happened but it's Mm -hmm. shattered and no one started to um, confront that or reassemble the pieces and I'm talking back a ways to the point yeah. where we get, and I do think it's a blessing, our family gets blessed with this potent reminder of the work that we have to do to um, put those pieces back together and recrystallize in the form of epilepsy. It's such a potent reminder to watch some angelic beauty like my sister go into, at the drop of a hat, into a, a medical emergency is what a, a seizure really is. Yep. And and what I'm tapping into lately is like this started a long time ago and the reminders were there all along, you know, each pass through for, for each individual, but nobody really tended to it and started to do the ancestral healing that needed to happen uh, to the point where this beautiful angel, Caitlin, came down to us and was like, oh, I'll show you guys the type of work that, that needs to be done. It's crazy that she's alive. Even the doctors are like, what the hell? How how has she survived tens of thousands of catastrophic seizures? What is this about? So, you know, it, to me, it's not about uh, adjusting this chemical and that. And, like, we have her diet clean and we have every, we're doing everything we can. But she's still having these seizures. And I just think that they, and I don't know, you tell me, is this a reminder? Is this a reminder of the work that we need to do? spiritually ancestrally you know to clear this block well let's do this for a moment like let's fill into her and tune into her let's take a moment holy mother holy father holy god in the living light of i am i wanted to come forward and thank this beautiful soul for bringing forth the lessons and the teachings and embodying the pattern and the, the family history. And take a minute and fill into her world, into her map, what it's like being her. It's a lot of grief. There's, there's grief. I feel grief, you know. And love, a lot of love, a lot of acceptance, but but uh, and grace, but but uh, a foundation of grief. And then I want to say it in this way because this transcends the the la la. Ah, 
Dear Divine Angel, may you find peace, may you find tranquility, may you find your way home when it's your time to go back home. And thank you for coming forth and teaching all of us the lessons that come with watching somebody experience the confusion and the potential of fear of losing somebody that you love. It's a beautiful contract she has to teach all of us in this moment what what it's like to really honor life, right? You know? Listen, it's a mark of a very advanced soul. Yeah, yeah, it's a very, everything you're saying to me is really, really hitting close to home and I'm like, I'm feeling, I'm feeling like, um, like my ancestors have, have used alcohol to kind of kick the can down the road and, and not, um, be the ones to process the feelings and the things that they needed to deal with. And, uh, Mm -hmm. now we're left with this. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of untold history. Mm. There's a lot of margins that are missing and script that's been written off page that leads into unseen places, conversations that people don't have. And you're right. And, but what we just did there, I felt that that put you in alignment here in your thymus in your higher heart. Yeah, for sure, man. Like, uh, I feel, I feel lighter and I'm, I'm, I appreciate you holding space for me to even talk about it. Cause I'm still sorting out a lot of my emotions about it because uh we're really at our wits end like there's 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 nothing more that doctors can do doctors don't say anything except increase this medication a little take that one down and it's it's not cutting to the core of what's going on and um i don't know if i've told you this before but at one point caitlin experienced a miracle of she stopped she was having 300 seizures a day and the day my sister Erin was born, um, Caitlin stopped having seizures for seven years. And yep. that, that was on the heels of my family. Again, we were at our wits end. We did not know what to do with Caitlin. She's having 300 seizures a day. And she's a little girl. She was three, four years old. And then the day Erin was born was her first day not having any seizures. And she didn't have any for seven years. Mm-hmm. What, what led up to that moment was we were going to see healers. We had prayer circles around the world. We had a network of people that were praying for my family and we were pointing our faith in that direction and not in necessarily going all in on Western um, technology and medicine and those kind of things. So I feel like it's, uh, it's time for a return to that. And I definitely want to talk to my family about that over the holidays. I'd like to just go up and hang out and then be with her sometime and see what comes up. Please, please. Caitlin would love you, man, because she just feels people. It's not about um, what we're saying or what we're doing or what we've done. Like, she doesn't have uh, context for all that stuff. She doesn't care. So it's just really about what you bring into that moment. I really think she would respond positively to you. I mean, you should see her light up when Cass is around. It's like... Oh, <laughs> There's, there's, and I don't know if it's, yeah, I'm, I'll talk about it. There's information that Cass carries that she's still working to step into. So when she engages with people, she's engaging with 
a higher truth that she is working to get in alignment with because her soul agreed to do it. And let me be the first to say how much I love and honor and nurture and nourish every bit of that and will ruthlessly defend it with everything that I have in me. And that's what it, that's what it, that's what it should look like. And that's how we should show up for our, for our women because they're the carriers of life. They're the true healers because they're the ones that grew us in the in the heart, in the womb of the mother as an emanation of Mother Earth. And that's what's up. And that's what should be on all of our T-shirts. And that's what we should build our homes. And that's how we should build our relationships with, you know, not, oh, look, why don't you go put that on and, it, and all of a sudden you'll be pretty, you'll be this and that, right? So thank you for that. You're still, I feel like you're coming into filling these gaps and going into those people's gaps and then they get rattled a little bit. And when they get rattled, being able to put in a bit of clarity so that you can wear the new the energies that are starting to come forward, which are ones of enough, which are ones of thank you, which are ones of the buck stops here. So I, let me take a moment to thank your sister for taking on the burden of that family pattern so you can experience the life that you live right now. And when your sister came through, she, that the family pattern got halved, and so she wasn't wearing so much of that heaviness. Right? And, it, you, and that's... I've seen I've seen that play out on many different occasions. And now when you is to talk about miasma, it's to talk about ancestral identification. It's it's uh, it's spiritual science that they won't understand for another hundred or two hundred years until they really get there. So I when we fell into her just now, I felt something move. I felt you step into an owning part of that, whatever mm -hmm. that is. Just looking into that well and seeing the distortions and what happened with all of the European lineages that got distorted into so much of what, frankly, the Catholic Church laid down. Yeah, and my, and my, my family's Catholic, you know, and, and, and they still go to church, and Caitlin loves going to church she, uh, because she wants to be around... Um, where, where my family goes to mass is uh, they have a rehab there. So they have all these, the, the men from the rehab come in and they sing. And these are guys that have maybe been sober for seven days. Maybe they've been sober for a month or two. And as they come out to sing, it's just the, the, the tears start flowing. You can feel it and they sing together. And Caitlin loves being around that. You know, she gets up on Sundays and she wants to go to church and she writes the prayers in her book and you know she she does her work she really does the other day sean was like you know katie the, the angels are with you and she says i am an angel yeah. you know it's like she knows <laughs> yeah <laughs> she knows mm-hmm yeah bringing it to the catholic church too <laughs> yeah when i looked into your map i saw ancestors you have buried in and near and around the vatican wow Ooh. So that's there probably has to do with the original Templars. Oh, and and dude, the way that that's all like played out in my family line is like when I smoked, I, I smoked DMT once, and I could clearly see this this uh, beautiful hose of love that that's supposed to flow in like a like a fire hose, but it got kinked somewhere, and, and the yep. Catholic Church has a lot to do with it because I feel like. Um, my grandmother couldn't express the love that, that she needed to my father because the Catholic Church made her feel so guilty for getting pregnant with him when she was 18 and out of wedlock. 
And there was such guilt that she just, the second my dad was born, I feel like she's just put that on him his whole life, still adheres to it. And my dad still carries those stories. And, uh, you know, it's the work that we've been able to do that's helped him deprogram a little bit from that. But it's definitely all mixed up with um, Catholic dogmatic programming that is not serving anyone in our family because the spiritual element got pulled out of it a long time ago. There's got to be something gnarly about, like, um, you know, this this idea that, like, people are on the wrong side of things, you know, that they're possessed by Satan or demons or that there's a hell you could go to if you don't follow this prescription. Look at your shirt. You're honoring it right now. This is a a shirt from a movie called uh, Cheerleaders for Satan. Yeah, I haven't even seen the movie, but it was a cool shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Intriguing. Um, But, uh, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's like... Uh, not wanting to be in denial about the darkness that exists so that we can coexist with it in, in, a, in a recognition that it's part of us. And if we don't otherize the darkness, we can maybe integrate it and harmonize it more. And it feels like a lot of the trouble that happens is when we say like, oh, well, I, I want to avoid the darkness. I want to be outside of the darkness. I want to avoid the darkness. I want to like say like, well, that person's toxic or whatever it is. Like, put in categories of who the demons are and then that way you think that you're safe where you are like I think what you were saying before is that like it's part of who you are and there's we got to like kind of harmonize that energy in a way because if we don't we like make it more powerful right if it feels like that kind of energy and that, that kind of otherization is to try to protect this the heart crystal that you're talking about it's trying to protect yeah. that but I feel like by doing that you're actually just further shattering it well, there's a, um, there are, is a very particular tonality that comes forth to build the crystal cathedral to bring in Christ consciousness to embody the living light. And anybody can do that. And anybody that's here that sees the dogma for what it really is, which is ritual. When you sing the same songs, you do the same hymn and you do the same, uh, the Eucharist is taking it, taking of the Christ internally, like take, eat of this, this is my body. And drink this, this is my blood. This is blood ritual, right? And they do it in spades. And so when you do that, when you extrapolate and you go external and you take something into your vessel, there's a distortion that happens. A lot of what people are starting to experience now, and I don't know how you're feeling in in your world, but the thymus here, this eighth chakra here that works in alignment with the one that's over the head, these centers are starting to come into alignment now. And so as people start to integrate and move into their blossoming, the cup of Christ is the vessel of the pineal and the, and the, thi- and the thymus and here in the thyroid and right here, the gland that tells your body to go into puberty. And so as people are ascending and they're waking up and they're coming into the higher heart, being able to let this uh, open and deal with any trauma that you're holding right there, then that helps the soul, the soul heart seed tends to go right there where the breath is brought into the lung and the vega nerve is telling the heart to beat and the, the breaths, the lungs to breathe, right? And just that's a miracle that you have a nerve in your radial and nadial nervous system that sends out a signal and then receives a signal. And so being cellularly aware and having a relationship with our vessel, with our divinity, then that way any weapon formed against us that will never prosper because it'll just fall. It'll it, you won't be in alignment with it. So 
that's and I know I may have went off track a little bit, but I felt you guys take in something right there when I did that. There's an architecture that's bringing in the appropriate alignment of the feminine and the masculine right now. And a lot of the work is about the emotions and letting the emotions come up. And what you did in, in when you're talking about your bloodline, we went in and I felt something emotional. And you looked at something that, for whatever reason, people have not been able to look at or access. And to go come in right now and have the contracts that we have, to have the experiences that we are taking on, to agree to be here, to have nightmares at night, or to see a, uh, like a nightmare happening in front of us and we don't know what to do with it. It's really intense being here right now. I, I, I don't know about you, but I, I run a gamut of this is hard for me and I don't know who I can be safe being vulnerable with and I don't even have time to sit and cry. And then there'll be other days where I'll be like, man, I got to I gotta talk to as many people as I can. I need to be able to try to to be something in the middle of all of this. So whatever that conversation is for you, looking at what those words are for you and just the word Satan or Azoff or Lucifer, Beelzebub or all of the other ones that are out there. Like when you say those words, when you tune into those energies, there's a form, there's a sigil, there's a magic, there's a contract. So let's take a minute and sever those contracts, undo any of those written or unwritten bonds, take yourself out of those covenants, those blood covenants that happened on Mount Sinai a really long time ago. And I don't know if you know the story or not, but there's a lot wrapped up in it. And I'm fairly certain you don't have to go cut the tip of anything off of your whatever to make it to heaven. You know what I mean? <laughs> I call her me up. Call her me old school, right? Oh, wait, is but he talking about circumcision? Like, yeah. Yeah, see, I, I got her to say it. I don't even like saying it. <laughs> I'm over it, man. That is, a, that is an example of a blood covenant. And there's lot, there's many different, and they do it in, in Islamic tradition. They'll, they'll do that to women in a way that is absolutely, un, it's unbelievable what they will do with people to get you in alignment with divinity outside of your sexuality, right? So... I mean, I it's all bullshit. All, but, That's but, bullshit. It's yeah. all bullshit. Sexuality you, brings you into your. Divinity. You know, it's bullshit because you see what happens is that you know this this denial of sexuality has like allowed for all this egregious abuse to happen and it to be so egregious that they can't even shine a light on it, and because they can't shine a light on it, it's perpetuated the whole Catholic Church and um, hurt a lot of people because uh, they have to preserve their identity as this um savior of sorts and that is like it's so weird for this giant organization to have you know such a big big ego it's like the ego does not exist outside of the individual but it can exist in um, more group forms that, that poison of the negative ego is the redemptive archetype is the need for redemption and that's what we're working to get away from because when you look at redeemer or I need redemption through whatever that may be, like baptized in fire, baptized in water, baptized in whatever it may be. Like right now, we're sitting in golden waters of the higher cosmic consciousness, the celestial fire of the Aurora, original founder of this time matrix. And through the Albion body, we all come forth into the revealing of outside of all those redemptive proponents. And so if you can think of 
organized religion as a redemption vehicle and that there's a program in that negative ego that's being ran around you when you go in and you say through faith i am redeemed because there's a savior or a messiah figure we have a problem there because going back earlier to like the cup of christ is the actual it's the flowering of the calm mind and the loving heart and then this is why you'll see you know what I mean? Like you'll see Yeshua and you'll see nuns, they'll be doing this is because their hands over the heart and then they're coming into their eighth center and then they're in alignment as they're moving up as that Kundalini snake rises up and out of the crown and not down and underneath your body into something you may or may not have a full understanding of. So these days, we instead of being stilted and falling down into anything having to do with blood and the flesh. And, I mean, there's a lot of that, too, in the medical model right now, too, with stem cell therapies, with people that are looking to live a little bit longer for, in whatever means necessary. And I could, I could, for an hour, I could talk about those cycles and the energy centers and their importance. But I think in this conversation, you are where you are, a little bit of information, a little bit at a time, and being able to reach out to someone who, like, like Cass, like me, like Sean, who it may be even willing to have a conversation outside of, well, we're blaming you because you're a drug addict or because you don't pray enough or you're a sinner, so you're going to go here or you're not an operating Thetan, so you surely have spindly, wiry aliens giving you those little gnarly thoughts. And if we can just electrocute you enough times, then you will be an OT. For, I mean, for instance, I'm not – There, all that is out there, and it has its – and it has – its place but the thing that i know about the human mind is it's fragile and it's vulnerable and the neural mindscape and a person's map and what makes them them is so profound and beautiful man because it's so beautiful and to be able to go in and be like i honor you all of you like where are you now and where where do you want to be and what's it been like for you then that way you can do the best you can to skate away from the trauma drama Right. Like I got into this car wreck and I had 15 surgeries and I should be dead. And I got pulled up into the secret space program. And I know that I've had eggs taken from me. I, this is a story that I heard this week, by the way. And so I like I, I'm like, OK, well, that's what you feel. That's what you feel like you've experienced. Irregardless of my personal beliefs about whatever that may be, that's your reality. And instead of just sweeping it or making an arbitrary judgment about it or going in and distorting them through my perceptual vehicle, which is my thoughts and the way that I have molded and crafted my belief system and the way that I tune into that person's reality, because observation will distort and stilt things. So how you see people is the key. I see you, all of you, and I love you, brother. I love you, sister, on the fabric of life. And that's what you guys are bringing to it. I. To, for people to be seen and know that they feel seen, that's where the magic happens. That's where the vibe is. That's what the realm is really about, to get us into alignment where we can see a fellow brother or sister. And all the words and all the fancy doctrine in the world, none of it's going to matter because when you're in spirit, when you're in your soul form and you're not in a gender or you're not in a, a particular body and you don't have a vessel to allow you to experience time, those beliefs carry forward. So if you personify that dogma, then it imprints like a VHS tape. And the beliefs in that imprint 
and the narrative you run in your mind are so incredibly important. No one talks about policing the mind and reevaluating thoughts and reanalyzing them. And when you have a heavy thought come into your mind, take a look at it, write it down, get to know mm -hmm. why you're thinking that, find out who it's attached to, be raw, be authentic, let yourself experience it. There's nothing wrong with crying and there's nothing wrong with raging. If you need to break some stuff, break some stuff, you know, break whatever shit. you do, just break shit. Yeah, man. And what was like, oh, what was, I'm trying to remember the, give me something to break. There's yeah, a limp biscuit. Man, like I, mean, I come from way back then, right? And we used to go hard back then. And these kids need a chance to get out and party. Can you imagine? No. Like they don't even have, you got to go out and smell some pheromones and smell, you know, and do some sniffing and have <laughs> good sex or bad sex and, you know, yeah. that's part of it, right? It's ridiculous to think that we're just going to jump into this thing and not ever experiment with drugs and be stuck in our houses without our sense of individuality. And here's your federal credit if you take the vaccine. Thank you for sitting in the house and spending $2,000 a month per person. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that. I, I think that's why the... Uh when you talk about the realm, I do think of it. Uh, one of the most beautiful things about the realm is it's a place beyond blame. You know, it, it's, you, it, we're doing what we got to do to get by here, you know, and no one's judging anybody for it. You know, we want to help each other. Yeah. Lift each other up to edify someone. That's I'm like, how, how can I speak love onto that person's heart and their life and their soul? We just spoke love onto your sister and it was magic and it helped. I felt it. Yeah. I feel it too, man. I, and I always appreciate that. And like, you know, my parents really appreciate it because they know about you and the work that we've done together. And, uh, my sister Erin who passed away, she's, she's with us, you know, and she loves all this shit. She loves all this shit. And I could feel that. Like I, I could feel like even when I talk to you, like I'm sponging it up for her cause she's with me and she loves this. And this is, this is her work. This is, she protects Caitlin. She, re she's the reason Caitlin's alive. She's somehow, mm -hmm protected her and known how to bring her back from the the depths the the you know I, and i wish caitlin could speak to it because it's so fascinating but having a seizure like that is you're one tick away from leaving your body like really 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 close as close as you can be and i i think aaron um uh, guides caitlin back and she she brings her back here because she still has work to do to help wake us up and when it's her time Aaron will walk right there and grab her by the hand mm, yeah. and walk her where she needs to be. Yep. Mm. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. And it's the most, it's the loveliest expression of all. I could only, I could only hope for the same. And that's when people care about us, it transcends life. It transcends time. I mean, they're, they are there. They're looking down on us. They do what they can. Yeah. And I mean, and, and the, the tragedy of uh, what what felt like a tragedy of her leaving her body at such a young age when she was Caitlin's best friend and physical protector mm -hmm. was uh, was more than anyone in our family can even still wrap our heads around. I think I'm starting to a little bit because I understand like she she came here and she did what she had to do. And she was a potent reminder. And uh, her leaving w is the lesson of all lessons so far for me. And I know I'm going to have to deal with a lot more loss in my life. But Erin leaving the way she did was, uh, uh, man, did that shatter the heart. Thank you for having the courage to, to talk about it and unburden your soul around it. I think about it yeah. a lot. I just wanted you to know that. I remember when you told me your story. 
my dad would have grandma seizures when we were younger and there would be times where he'd bring us in and be like, look, you guys like did this to me and you need to be good. And I will never forget it. Cause I was like, how could you, that's a pretty big turd delay on two teenage boys that just want to smoke weed. You know what I mean? And <laughs> that's what we always got in trouble for. We would get high and we would eat up like all the Snickers bars. You could get these boxes of them from Walt Sam's. Right. And so we get in there and we would like Jimmy the lock and we'd eat the combos and all the candy and we would just be happy. But we'd always get shit for it, you know, but just, but for what it's worth, when you have something that, has manifested in, in whatever way it has and medicine's not helping. And, and then more often now you go out into the healer community or you look for a spiritual solution and you have gurus and you have someone, and a lot of people will charge 250, $300 an hour for a spiritual healing. And at this point, the reason why I bring that up is like, I work so hard to model the new pattern in how to do business properly. And the way it's supposed to look is we have an experience and then you look at the experience we had and you honor whatever you felt happened. And then you hold yourself to the character around this is how much that was, how much I felt like I needed to hand over. So instead of saying it's going to be this much for a flat rate for doing this healing for an hour, an hour and a half, I just laugh at it because I'll have moments where I'll be like, all right, magic happened. could have been a miracle. Like you take a look at what you realistically have. And then that way I can get everybody that I know needs to have a conversation with me. Right. And Mm -hmm. I feel like everybody in the world needs to do that because when I was younger, I'd be in like the, some of the positions and the patterns I can work now, those people were always charging $250 an hour. And I did not have the scratch to be able to go and pay for that, nor did I have the maturity to be able to admit I needed help like that, you know? So like, being able to be open to someone who is real and authentic in that way that might be able to go in and help. That's the way to do it because when you're building the architecture, we're making a container. And if we can hold your sister in that container, then she'll pick up on the spiritual energies that she needs so her physical body can begin to do whatever it is that it's trying to do. And some of these patterns are so obtuse and so gnarly and the way she's working through it, more than likely, the buck will stop there. And then one day when you have kids, she spent all this time working through that pattern. And then your sister went in and got hit with it and then left her body and then is working the pattern in a whole different facet in spirit now. And then they're working in tandem with one another. And that's usually how those things will come and go, right? And I mean, I've got a mentor, his sister got hit by a car when she was changing a tire on the side of the road and you can see it in his world all the time and he may not think about it all the time and he may not all the time like perseverate on the emotionality around that but life has to do with loss it has to do with like the sincerity of 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 loving of being able to love it within that comes the experience of loss and how we deal with loss and how we do with the pain of watching someone we care about get hurt and then getting blamed for it or not being able to do something about it, but just sit back and watch it play out. Uh, it's intense. And I, you know, I think about the, the room, the COVID room in that Texas hospital where they just send people to go and they're like, well, they're not going to make it. So we're going to put them in this chamber and blah, blah, blah. I mean, 
there's a, I don't know if you saw that, and I don't like to go down that rabbit hole, but right now more than ever, like if we can kind of hold the architecture outside of what we see happening in the world and the medical model in general, the pharma is clearly not helping, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I, what can you do with that? Thank you for it. Uh, everything you just said was so beautiful and it really resonates. And uh, yeah, the, the pharmaceuticals are like kind of what I was feeling before when I was like, my family has kicked the can using alcohol. And now that's just been replaced with pharmaceuticals and the disservice that we're doing to generations of people at this point, the disservice. And you know, we made a movie in your state. Uh, that's, a, that's some of the most ravaged areas I've seen with out of control greed. Cause that's what it is. Like, I don't want, I don't blame the people. They were fucked in so many ways, and uh, it's out of control greed, and they target areas like West Virginia because it's such a susceptible population. You know, they're they're uh, they're gonna pick up on these things because they're left. They've been left with nothing else. They their whole lives were about coal mining, and then these greedy companies figured out ways to not um, pay them for their labor anymore or pay them for their resources anymore, and they left them high and dry. And with poisoned, uh, a poisoned environment, of course, the pharmaceuticals are going to say, oh, that's the place to sell uh, powerful opiates. And um, it's it's a goddamn mess, you know, and it's gotten worse. We made that movie uh, eight years ago and people are like, you should see that town now. Now that meth is there, now that heroin's there. <sighs> yeah, my my contract to be here in West Virginia and do my work is really intense. Yeah, it is. I have days where I will feel the waters moving through because I sometimes I feel like when you are in something watery, right? Whether you, you believe in the zodiac stuff or not, man, when you feel those heavy emotions and that thick water roll through, we're part of everything. And when you're in proximity geographically, and then I can even feel it with you guys just being up there in New York, mm. it's so it can it will bring you down. It's really difficult sometimes to be able to know that that's happening around you and to see it playing out around you. And then here we are. Like yesterday, we're trying to get a, a vegan bowl at the wherever, right? And I and I have to be the guy. It's like, look, there's cheese in the guacamole, and I, I can't I can't have that, right? And they're like, and she looks at me like, what What do you mean? I'm like, if I eat that one little piece of cheese, it won't. It's gonna be gnarly for me, right? So. Yeah, we're like one of the six vegans in all of West Virginia. We feel like, and we go to the burrito shack without naming their name, right? And I'm like, I'm like, we just need all as many vegetables as you can pile on this bowl with whatever tofu gruel you currently have on there, right? And then we're sitting there trying to like, here's our five dollars worth of guacamole. That's not worth that much. And I'm like, go, I'm like looking for the pieces of cheese in it because the moment I take that into my body it has a, a direct effect. So that's the stuff we have to do around here to try to stay there. And and there's and I just wanted to say that if whatever diet you're eating, whatever you're taking into your body, that's what you currently need right now. Not everybody is ready, ready to go full on vegan, right? Mm -hmm. It's a year long microbiome change to start eating cabbage and broccoli and cruciferous and making sure you're getting the right omegas and you're getting the right nuts. Like it's been hard. It's been hard for me for certain, right? But then I take a look out everywhere, and I'm like, man, the amount of pesticides and antibiotics in that. I uh, maybe I shouldn't be taking that in right now for a while until we get some things figured out. So 
I know I kind of got onto the diet thing because I've gotten some weird responses from the last video that we did where someone was talking about ritual tribe hunts that they do that that were very sacred to them. And I have nothing but love for all of that and for all of you. And I like I'm hoping my intention is you guys are uplifted and like brought into your own truth and your own voice so that you can continue to do this work to bring people into the fold. And um, as always, please feel free, re reach out to me with whatever tool you have currently have available to reach with. I'm all for it, you know? That's that's like the gift of uh, your existence is people get in touch with you and they do the work with you. And sometimes they don't even get in touch and they're doing the work with you. So it's really fucking cool that you yeah. make yourself available in that way. Uh, what's the best way for people to reach you? Uh, you can send me an email at uh, wellspringeternal at iCloud.com. You can text me at 304-400-9824. Thank you. Thank you, Gabriel. That's beautiful. Yeah, I think that just to close out on that is uh, I think what's important to remember is that anyone listening, you're, of course, the judge and jury of your own life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you are and it's you hear these things and they either resonate with you or they don't. And if if there's a lot of resistance to maybe something that's said, maybe it's something worth looking into more. And it's kind of like that's where we are, these like perfect reflections for each other. Um, but oh, and then got to trust the, yourself. The vision that I had, and this was, was this was really intense for me because I, I was working with my guidance and I was seeing how there's this collective fog. And if you have shadow work or aspects of yourself that for whatever reason you weren't able to see into those things are coming up now and they're seeing you so there's this mirroring of this heaviness that's coming back and so those parts of you are now looking directly into your world please like go get help if you feel that or see that wherever that may be whatever that may look like and talk do you get what I mean I was like oh my god there's this pull and now that pull is like reflecting back up to everybody and whatever happened in their soul in that lifetime or in that layer or in that form or wherever they might have been, you can't run away from it anymore. It's loud, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Yes. Wow. <laughs> That's a perfect last ending. Thank you so <laughs> yep. much, Gabriel. This has been uh, always a pleasure. We love you, brother. We, uh, we want to see you soon. So let's figure that out. Yeah. Wow. Let me know what that looks like. I'd love to just for everyone to get together and do whatever it is that they need to do. And, you know, for all those that I missed out on the last base camp, you know, maybe next time around, we were bedridden during that with intense process, you know. And for those of you that are going through the ascension or the evolution that's happening right now and you don't have energy and you don't know how your 3D life is going to make it. Like, let me just take a moment and send you some support and send some caring to your higher self and send some nurturing to wherever it is that you need it so that you have the momentum and you have a way to be able to know who you are with what you're trying to be and where we're going to go together because you're not alone and you never were alone. And there are those of us out there that are in those same struggles that have been through some of those hurts. And if you are in that place right now and you feel like you're falling through the cracks and you've lost someone and you will, that's just part of being alive, see what you can do with it and let it flower into something beautiful that springs forth the gifts of hope and grace and contentedness 
and forgiveness and compassion and nurturing for every living thing. And even the thought of I wish love and unity upon every living thing on this planet and abroad is incredibly powerful. And it's the best way to go about setting the tone for your life, for your family, for your city, for those that are in a group that don't have a voice or a way to be able to express themselves outside of let's go rage and let's go burn things to the ground, you know? We're burning this thing to the ground bit by bit, people. I'm telling you. If there's fire coming through now, and like it or not, it's lighting you up. And you get to choose whether you run from it or you sit right in it and just cry through it or write through it or draw through it. Some of us draw. Some of us do the work. Some of us know the fancy words. Some of us can point a picture and hold a beautiful space to allow people to be able to emote. We're all doing our little piece because we've got that piece of crystal. And the beauty of free will is you could do whatever you want to it. But when you leave this plane and you go wherever we go, that's what matters because there's a little book in the Akashic and it says every single one of these people in those crystals, here's the effect you had on it. And it sets the tone for where you go next and what part of the time and space continuum you go into next and how and how much access you're given to whatever is beyond this. And there's so much beyond this. And it's worth for a second going internal and thinking about how can I be more of service to the people around me and to the people of planet Earth, right? And then just knowing that, that you're going to look at that book and you're going to do a life review and you're going to make mistakes along the way. But if in this moment, like the love, what we created right here and the love that that will go out and touch those souls and those people that needed to see three people being authentic talking about stuff that's not necessarily mainstream, things you can't see on the media, which just seems to be sucking everything into the void. I'm like, let's turn the thing and lift it up, and let's see how many of these people that I can flip through and be like, I love that person, or I helped that person cry, or I allowed that person. To, just for a moment, Cass, if someone is like NAR, and you're sitting in the NAR with them, and you had a moment, and they had a moment, they had a moment, and that might have been what it took for them to not – go pick up something in OD or whatever, you never know the effect you have on people, right? If they needed to come and unburden with their stuff, because you are so easy to talk to, it's such a blessing, Cass, yeah. you know? You should put a sign up on a door that says, uh, I love you, can you please come in here and talk to me about how you experience whatever not love means for you, right? Mm -hmm. And for all the healers in the world and for all of those that are attempting to find their place, like, there you there it goes i i challenge you to do better open up your life and your phone number and your home and whatever you have and bring your identity come hug me let's swap microbiome and let's talk about the stuff that you won't talk about in the world because you're afraid that they're going to label you or do this or you're going to be labeled that nah man the star seeds and the spiritually adept people that are carrying that yeshua energy we know better we love you you're not alone you know so that's my way of showing respect to the divine feminine and my love for all of the women in my life that are helping me grow. Thank you, Marin, wherever you are. And then thank you, Cass, for the teachings that you have taught me and for all of the beautiful females in the world that are attempting to blossom, to birth out where we're going. May you find what you need now. May you see a form of masculine truth and integrity that will always be there for you. And at the drop of a hat, if you're alone or you feel hurt or you don't feel loved, know that we're there in spirit. And the day will come where there will be a group of people and men that can hold you with that light in that alignment. 
And I just felt like I really needed to say that because I feel so much of what women are working through with the pain in the menstrual cycle, with feeling the, just like the weirdness in the heart and having all that love and that nurturing to give. But then it coming across and, you know, there's just it's just so distorted. And I'm like, let's get away from the distortions and let's get to the nurturing. Mm. You know? Beautifully put. Gabriel, thank you so much. We're so grateful for you. We'll follow up, man. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, hit me up. We'll do it. Yeah. Okay. Peace Peace and and love. love. Bye. Oush, 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 Fuck yeah. Awesome. Fuck yeah. We needed that. Totally. It's so funny because, like I was telling, like we thought of this idea late last night. Mm. We were saying that at the beginning. And like it just popped into my head like... Like, I thought it was like, oh, because we need to put out a podcast, but it was really because our souls needed that. Yeah, I always need a, always need to check up and check in. Um, so, yeah, don't hesitate to reach out to Gabriel. He uh, has a lot to offer. And don't hesitate to reach out to us. Yeah. We really too. appreciate it. Um, we're trying to spend no time on social media. So, uh, Sean at veryape.tv and Cass at veryape.tv and uh, reach out. I know a lot of people are struggling lately we talked we touched on that a little bit in this but a lot of people are struggling lately and um having relapses this kind of thing um having to confront family issues so i don't know it's uh it's not like we have any solutions but we can help tap you into our community where there's a ton of resources and uh loving souls and um we're building out the realm y'all yeah we're all here together we're here together (laughs) i love you love you Peace and love. Peace and love.